0: Did we not feature jared in that does he not pull up on the pictures uh no not yet so hello and welcome oh i'm not supposed to do that when you're here oh Sorry. hello and welcome to the gunners podcast it's been a while uh we're, we're gonna,
1: we're gonna, we're gonna go into uh if you're in the chat um and if you're not you're probably not hearing me say that so those are of you that are in the chat please uh Put your reasons why Andy hasn't been here. Your your suppositions as to why Andy hasn't been here, Sinam, and uh, and and we'll we'll figure out who was correct. I have I have a couple of my own, but uh, sorry, that was an inadvertent bell ringing. But uh, but yeah, so this is a flash from the past. We used to do it like this. I mean, that sounds hot, but it was just the two of us that started this podcast five plus years ago, three hundred something episodes ago. God, five years. Yeah, I think the text I got from you, let's do a podcast, and I'm like, who are you again? Uh, was August? It was like right before the Watford game. And I then think. I sent like,
0: the dick pic, and you're like, oh, you? Oh, yeah. well, I mean,
1: I I generally only recognize men by by penis um, size and 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 in your case, um, cur- curvature. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, it was August two thousand and sixteen, right after we started the season after the uh, the first big summer tour of of California. And here we are five and a half years later, kings of 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 not having people watch our podcast.
0: I like this one. I was sore throat, and I couldn't
1: <laughs> you know it this in this day and age of sickness and illness, um you know
0: oh so, he or was that busy.
1: wasn't the reason your throat was sore, maybe
0: he was busy um I was busy with a new job eh, that's a pretty little damn bit, a little bit yeah started started a company you know it's and started it's also like a company bought some
1: bought some mountain houses
0: I, I get I, it off
1: to meet my rugby friends in in uh, exotic cities that Mike Hernandez has never been do to. you know
0: what though Mike I actually got to see Sean play rugby for the first time and it was the most like I had to VPN into Australia sign up for an Australian streaming service <laughs> with a fake address, right? And then um had to then watch that while he played rugby in Japan, which was like unbelievable. But you know the only reason that I found out this is a guy talking- this
1: is a guy because because you know there's 14 people here that have no idea what you're talking about. This is a guy that on one of your many gallivanting uh trips and I'm not one to talk. I, I gallivant my ass off. Um uh, you were in what? Cancun.
0: I was in Cabo, Cabo and sorry. our sons were playing. And essentially, he is an Australian rugby player, who plays for the national rugby team. And uh, they made a comment one week, like, "Oh, how do we get back to Hawaii without going through L.A. because we've already been there?" And I just said, "Hey, Denver's got a play like a, a direct flight every day. If you're ever in town, you got a place to stay." And the next day, he's like, "Hey, we booked our flights," and then we left Cabo, and my wife was like. Did we just invite total strangers to our house? And then I Googled him, and I was like, no. There's a lot of people who know this person. They're like weddings in people, Australia. And then when he got to Denver, I was like, so you said you played rugby. Well, what's the extent? And he kind of shared it with us. And he's a big deal overseas, but super cool guy. What were we talking about?
1: Oh, just how how you haven't been on the oh, podcast, yeah. because, because you, you met actual. I've tried over the last five years to bring to you – uh some big name professional athletes that play for the team that you love and once you find some rando uh hot with a hot wife uh rugby player from down under you are too cool for us
0: yeah we're out planning a trip with them in like uh, the summer so if you want to come along you and staff are more than welcome to join us i think we might be going to hawaii
1: that sounds i mean condom or no condom
0: Oh, none. Hey, you know what? Though, like, I'm surprised that you are able to find time to podcast with your building of mansions in Florida, which I'm very excited to come and visit and basically just live in.
1: You've you've been saying for five years that you were excited to come and visit. I've visited you. I don't mean to see. I want to go somewhere warm. I've taken what ten to fifteen dumps in your in your son's bathroom, and you've, you've taken none in mine.
0: Yeah, but that's only because you stayed here for like two nights. <laughs> so that like <laughs> no, that's I'm I'm prolific af. Is it's um, is it, is it bad to say you have the second weakest bowels on the gooders podcast? In the
1: in the last uh week or so, yeah. And and uh and, and just thoughts and prayers to uh to our other member. We hey, won't send name the, which link one of the to three.
0: uh Hernandez, he wants to join us.
1: Oh, okay. Um so yeah, you
0: know, cool. I'll be honest, like apart from everything else that's busy I just don't want to talk about Arsenal like I that's, the, that, that's
1: like one of the real reasons you, you have been busy but like every time we've come to to Andy it's it's I mean we've been losing or it's the same narrative so so today I'm gonna to torture you with some of the narrative that you hate what when, when, when I torture you about
0: um, but uh, would know uh, I was talking about Sean um, yeah Yeah, Dublin. It is, Sean. Uh, Let me know uh, how you knew that. You know, Mike, I will say this, and maybe you can resonate with this, but the last couple weeks – yeah, last couple weeks, let's say maybe a month, the watching Arsenal has become way more excitable because now my kid is almost five. He enjoys watching them. There you go. See, that makes
1: such a difference.
0: We sat down on Saturday morning specifically, and, like, he'll do other things as five-year-olds do, but the joy – And the amount of celebration, like when we scored goals, you know, he's got his soccer kid on, he's running around like, and then he's reenacting the goals. I'm like, this is a lot of fun now.
1: There's a transition. And, and I mean, I love that you're living through when you had the, the, the kid, I remember because I mean, your son's we've been podcasting longer than your son's been alive. I remember, oh, yeah. Like from, I think
0: you were one of the first people I told,
1: yeah. I mean, it was I, it was like the FA Cup 2000, like, or when we got into the FA Cup or something, the game before the FA Cup 2000. Well, you know exactly when it was, it was what May 2017. That's when he was born, yeah. yeah. He was born like the same weekend that, um, that uh, I think uh, that, that Chris Cornell died, but anyway, it, you know, so maybe he is reincarnated and you have a musician on your hand, but. Yeah. The uh, the excitement goes, it goes from copying daddy to I really actually care about this. And yeah. you see when it happens, because like, it isn't just you got excited, he looks at you and wants to be just like you, uh, even though I'm his actual dad. Uh, it's If he was watching the game by himself and Arsenal scored, he would celebrate just as hard, right? I mean, or is he not at that phase yet?
0: Oh, no. Like he literally jumped off the sofa with his arms screaming and then was like, because my mom, obviously, we're all from the same part of London. So she follows it. He ran downstairs. Maybe we scored, you know, and I'm like, you know, and so, it, yeah, he really gets into it.
1: Yeah, I have this video that I tweeted. I can't I, I don't have it, the ability to play up. But when when we won the last FA Cup in 2020, I mean, my son was 17 by that or almost 17 by that point. Um, but the celebration we had, the only reason I don't like watching it is because I'm nine times as big as he is, which is, obs- I mean, like it's sickening because it's a full body shot of me. Uh, but I'm working on that, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I,
0: I, you're down some LBs.
1: We're, we're going to get to Arsenal in a minute, but, uh,
0: let's just say this is Arsenal themed in that
1: we keep talking about what Arsenal is going to be in three, four years. And I'm just doing my best to try to still be here in three or four years. <laughs> so it is topical. Um. Yeah, twenty. I uh, started my my latest routine, and I'm 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 dedicated to making it my final routine, uh, at least in the sense that that it actually works and sticks this time. But uh, twenty three pounds in the last eighteen days. Uh, I'm back, I've been having the soups. In fact, I'm going to cook a soup while we're on the air today uh, to demonstrate. You know, I've dedicated
0: I, I, I will say, Mikey doesn't
1: show yet, but
0: well, jokes aside, I know missing Gunagra was a huge deal for you, but You know, obviously, Mike and I have known each other for, God, six years, probably around that. And we're in a very close-knit group of people. Most of them live in D.C., a lot in Denver. We're all Gooners, right? That's the one thing we share in common. And Mike shared with us in that group, like, hey, guys, I'm thinking about not going to Goonagrand. I don't think one person told you to go because you're like, this is my health. And we're all like, one
1: one person said, can't you wait until afterwards? (laughs) Who was that? Tom Rosen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I fully expected because he's he's my travel my travel buddy who always you know we just we have a good time together in in, in random cities but uh, but yeah I mean Gunner is a big deal to me I love the the companionship I love going to hang out with other Gooners. it's a really really fun event there wasn't one last year because of COVID so I've been looking forward to this for six months. And, you know, I started this thing. I'm like, I, I started get, in January. I was just depressed. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to die pretty soon, probably getting my sleep because of because I'm not doing the things I need to be doing with my sleep issues. So I'm like, you know, I got to do this. So February 2nd, I started and my mindset was I'll prove to myself I could do it for a week and then I'll go have four days of debauchery in New Orleans because I, I can't just go to New Orleans and then take it easy. I'm too addictive of a personality. And and everybody else is going to be doing it so i you know that's just not me what
0: do they say it takes three months to break a habit
1: at least i i would say a year or a year and a half but but to uh to go to that and then and then like get right back on the wagon i've proven to myself so many more times that it, there's always something that's going to happen that's going to keep me from getting started and so i'm like i got to cancel this trip so i did and uh and yeah, so I'm st- I'm still going. So I do I do want uh, to to stay here. You certainly lost a lot of weight since we started and kept it off with a with an active lifestyle. I've been
0: trying to, you know, it's it's tough. And everyone I'm sure listening, you know, it, you know the biggest thing, Mike, is just lifestyle, right? And like, hey, going back to like not taking this down the road of too emotion, but like bringing it back. Like it sounds like Arsenal are coming over here in the summer. So we'll get to go and see them on tour. And then, you know, ultimately, if they're in L.A., it would be great for me because my wife's family are there. So I can actually take Ollie to an Arsenal game and then hand him off to Chris and be like, yo, if he's being a dick, you deal with him because I'm watching the game. <laughs> well, actually, it's going to be all wave to you from the press box. Mike and, Ira, yeah, yeah. and you can wave up to us. I don't know. The, the whole press thing last time
1: on the 2019 tour, you got sick of it after exactly one game and one press conference. <laughs> because yeah. i ruined the press conference for you
0: yeah well no you didn't it was a lot of fun we had a great time but i am you know i'm hopeful that they do something and it sounds like it'll be at sofi stadium so I'll oh it me. makes sense i mean they'll probably yeah.
1: I, I i would think there'll be at least two games and and they they might be both in california again they might i i heard i've heard rumblings of one in sofi and then the other one at poughkeepsie new york uh at the civic, in new york at the civic center no I,
0: I i was just trying to think of some small town there. oh I was gonna say like, I was gonna say L.A. sounds like the best place.
1: I was shocked when they came to D.C. That was fantastic. I just wish you would come. But anyway, uh, that's what she said. We had a game. We did. We We had another game. We won.
0: So I, you know, I went into this game like, like you know, you look at the table and you're like, okay, we have some games in hand, which you know, before the Chelsea result, I think it would have tied us on points with them. And you look at this team and you're like, okay, we clearly cannot get an injury. And then you look at Brentford and I'm like, this is a banana skin. Cause obviously they beat us in the beginning of the season. Now, granted, there's a lot of shit happening. Newly promoted team on opening day and all that.
1: I think we've learned exactly how much of a difference there was in our squad in that game. Right. It almost but, makes it more excusable.
0: It like for me by halftime, it was squeaky bun time because I was like, this has one nil Brentford all over it, but have you seen that many corners in an Arsenal match before? Like, when was the last time we had, like, 15 corners before halftime? It was, like,
1: 15 to, to nil as well in corners. Like, like yeah. we didn't concede a single corner, which, I, you know,
0: that could be a good thing or a bad thing. And we've actually scored off some corners this year. So it's yeah. like, you know, uh, are those wasted? Or, like, I mean, we had great pressing football. We were all over them maybe one or two moments where they kind of pressured us a little bit, but the first half I was like, Jesus, this, we look unbelievable.
1: Yeah. The, the, I mean, to get that sheer amount of corners can't happen without significant pressure. I mean, you know, if you're not putting, I mean, we've had games where we had zero shots on goal and I would venture to think that we probably didn't get more than three corners the entire 90 minutes in those games Yeah, because you know, it's in those games, we, we didn't even look like threatening at all. So you know, to get that many corners, we weren't just dinging it off of the defender's leg near the corner flag. We were, you know, clearly putting pressure on saves over the, you know, around the goal by the keeper, last minute deflections. And and that level of sustained pressure, it normally takes us something bad happening in the game for us to do that, like wake up and do that. But we did that really right from the very start. Um, I know that this, this love fest of of the old fashioned uh, Gooners in the USA podcast of just Mike and, and, and Andy um, is lovely, but we're gonna we're gonna bring in our protege, whose uh, whose who's, uh, whose podcast got a big boost this week uh, by one of his members. So we'll we'll bring him in and we'll talk about it. He is a member of the Gooners podcast. <laughs> Mikey Harris, how you been? What's going on, guys? Yeah, Sebi. Uh,
2: Sebi's officially famous now. He's going to leave the podcast pretty soon and join Arsblog. I can see it now.
1: Yeah. So Sebi. Uh, Sebi, who? Oh, is
0: this? <laughs> welcome to. I, my... I just assumed he had that already prepped together? and ready. <laughs> Dude, I was like, the fucking ad on YouTube got me. Otherwise, it would have been perfect timing what did you put la, la cucaracha i just put in mexican music <laughs> yeah no you really caught no, me off not- guard because I, I left
2: my phone over there and i, I heard my ringtone but okay oh, so it's just
0: you Oof. such a stereotype mike come on yeah and we know that you <laughs> never do that so uh so yeah
1: we've got, we got uh, we got mikey hers here who does a podcast as well who's making its return tonight is that right not, yes, not another we're time. back after a month of uh,
2: what we like to call postponements because, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal fans, we, we postpone things. We don't cancel anything. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's been a, a crazy roller coaster up and down for all four of us really in the last month and we couldn't coordinate uh, we went through being sick we went through kelly added a, a new addition to his family so and so thank you so much andy i don't miss podcasting with you can't <laughs> wait to see you in another five months and so yeah we are finally back at it so uh yeah looking
1: forward so to yeah it, it's the return of the pods i mean we haven't I, I looked we hadn't podcasted in a month since we had charles watts on if you don't mm-hmm. include the the gerbil uh, uh the gerbil and the bell transfer special that we ran uh, with a few days left in the transfer window if you haven't seen it yet please go back to it and i and i hate the fact that that got almost as many views as the charles watts pod um uh, and far more than any other podcast that we've done this season more than likely but uh but hey i really wanted to... i
2: really wish people could like backtrack and see the live comments though
0: including when they when they we, click on that video the live comments were just Freaking gold. Dude. If you watch it on YouTube, you definitely can have the comments open and
1: yeah, and it's like real time comments that come up as they came up in, in, in real time. So if you missed that special, go back. If you've missed the or never watched not another Arsenal podcast, make sure to watch it tonight. Stay up, Mark and Dublin Gunner, uh, and all of you until three AM UK time. And uh and Alyssa and Ryan should check that out as well. Uh Vivek, I think you're in uh, California, so you can watch it easy but so uh but Sof, sebi,
0: in here too. she's in cali isn't she
1: who oh yeah so yeah, absolutely so yeah so uh and and welcome self good to have you in here so yeah uh sebi who's been coming up with with memes and and hilarious stuff for our show for a while he's been doing it for your show finally hit the big time he he, he sent me a private message today saying, did you listen to arse block or the, did you listen to the arse and I'm like, no, I haven't uh, at, to this point. Uh, but you know, were you on it? And he, I mean, the guy has been mentioned on our podcast constantly, and I never seen him be this excited before. So I'm a little bit hurt, but a little bit happy for him as well because this clearly was his dream, and he can now shut
0: down shop just in general. Um, talking about shutting down shop, defending corners. <laughs> How do we segue back into the game? You know what? No, I, it, Mike. Her, God damn it! I'm gonna have to call one of you Magic Mike and the other one Mike. So, Mike, oh, it's
1: gonna kill you to call, call me Magic. You hate that me guy. hers you hate is that a better
0: alternative
2: than calling Mike Magic Mike.
1: Yeah, magic but no, but i I'd, I'd actually. I, I'm gonna demand now. It's in my rider the 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 uh, the M and M's which I can't eat anymore, and then the calling me Magic.
0: <laughs> so hers. Uh, first we were talking about the first half and all the corners that we just let we went to waste. Which Mike, you know, brought up a good point. Like those corners come because we're attacking. But I was watching the match and I was thinking about your boy at Milan, and I'm like, this is the perfect match for a Giroud type player because right. so many crosses kept going into the box, and there was just no one there, or Lacazette was just you know he's three feet shorter than everyone else, and I was just thinking if we had a Giroud in there, we would have probably peppered four or five of those on goal and made it way more of a nuisance um in that match. Like, it would have just been a completely different dynamic.
1: It would have been 48 to
0: 0. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Easily. Yeah, no, I know. I,
2: I just saw some stats floating around on, on Twitter, and they were saying, like, Cedric put in, like, some record number of crosses himself. It was, like, 12, 14 crosses throughout the game. And there was another... I think it was like a random game, like what? Oh, Burnley. We, we we ended up tying, it was a zero zero one one at home. And like the last 15, 20 minutes of the game was cross, cross, cross. And you, you kind of think like, we ain't got the players, like not like literally, unless you could get like, at least in the, in the corners, you could arg- make an argument that Gabriel, you know, knows how to get mm-hmm. on the ball every once in a while. But like the whole t- tactic of crossing, I don't know if it's just player, or I don't know if the manager is asking them to do that, but like at this point, for the time being, seeing that our striker strikers is just Lacazette and Ketia, I think we should like I don't know, play it short and just do the horseshoe of death, as you know that that people would like go crazy of. But I genuinely think that's almost a better alternative than just whipping it into the box and hoping for somebody to head it because Lacazette he ain't it.
0: People- you know, part of me was thinking like the horseshoe of death. Is a good analogy. Like, are we expecting to lose where the ball gets headed out into that area where like Odegaard saw so- like they can close in and then like really be on top of the 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 and we re because we've scored a lot of goals from there where the ball drops and then we just do a quick one-two and we're putting shots on goal. But it just seems super I just looked it up, Mike. I think it was 32 crosses this match and 35 against Burnley. So you know, against two weaker oppositions. But even if you took like half of that in a match, teams would be happy with fifteen plus. Well, and
1: are those crosses all like aerial crosses, or because we we like to go to the byline and or the 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 touchline and and cut it back on the ground, which I think has been our most effective strategy this season. And Tierney's amazing at that. Saka is amazing at that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I consider to be a cross, or maybe yeah, maybe you can call it a cutback. You know when when you've got a defender on you and you lift it and bend it in that's the kind of cross that we just don't have the personnel to finish and i you know i see over the past 20 years and and it goes back further than that but so many players from arsenal people have this romanticism too that they're they cry when they leave and they're upset when they leave and they 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 hate to see the guy doing well for another team i mean rosicky they hated when he left, or they just romanticized him santi cazorla i certainly get that um You know, so many of these guys. Some for some people it's Ozil, for some people it's Aubameyang now, and we'll talk about that. But for me, it was Giroud. I just he we we replaced him with Aubameyang, and at the time, and still, I would say that if you had to 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 choose between a thirty-year-old Giroud at the time and a twenty-seven-year-old Aubameyang at the time, or whatever, maybe he was twenty-nine. You know, I'd go with Aubameyang ten times out of ten between the two of them but I, I i just wish we could we could have still found a way to have somebody with that profile cuz he's still banging them in at 35 now
0: yeah i think the problem with Giroud, at least for me was he's never that striker that you start every match no and he didn't have to be no and no he didn't but you're also not going to sub him on the first half against brentford right so it's kind of like I understand the domino effect of why he left to go where he did for Aubameyang. And then who left from Chelsea? Was it, um, I forget, the striker that went to Dortmund? There was a whole, like, domino effect. But ultimately, the, the way that we're playing right now is great. But when we come up against the likes of Liverpool, where we're low on possession, like, we can't do that. That's just not going to happen. And it makes me nervous. But one thing you know, to keep the ball rolling here. Were you guys disappointed that there wasn't a clean sheet? Right? I mean.
1: Oh, horribly. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't worried and I didn't, like, I I just wasn't worried about the game somehow ending 2-2, although there was that one last second run where you were like, holy shit, this is about to happen. But in general, like, when that goal went in and, and VAR allowed it, uh, I figured there was really not enough time for anything bad to happen. But, yeah, it was Mitchie. Yeah. Uh, that, that went to Dortmund. I uh, I was just more disappointed for the back five, for, for Ramsdale and and the back four who just played so well. And, you know, just the clear, the, the number of clean sheets we've had. I just love seeing that number tick up because did you know, guys, that if you have a clean sheet, you can't lose? You can drop points, but you cannot lose a game. Yeah. Statistically
2: speaking, I think,
1: by the way, my water is boiling now in the kettle, so I'm going to mute uh, myself. Are we bo- Are we doing that again? I'm, I'm on soup, man.
0: He's we're, making we're, soup. Okay, um, so, Mike, Mikey, that was our first match in nine days, right? So, like, I look at it and I think, okay, Smith Rowe really hasn't gotten a massive run on the uh, of play. Jaka obviously had some time off. Saka never really found his groove in the match. He played some phenomenal football, but for me the one standout player going forward was Odegaard. I thought he was tremendous. But that was 9 days off, but we looked pretty fucking sharp the entire match and I'm I'm wondering is this like a sense of hey, they're just young and they have a lot of energy? Or do you give credit to Arteta and his team with like, hey, this is our foundation, this is our tactic, this is our plan, and they the players just did perfect? I mean, or is it a combination of all of them?
1: In other words, Mike, do you give credit to Arteta for having us finish eighth last season so that we have nine days between each game?
2: <laughs> <laughs> My fucking manager. Let me tell you, the the planning that that requires. Smart. Big brain, baby. So... Uh, I I think if you if you notice towards the end of January uh, we had those rough couple of games like the Liverpool game I know that, like the Spurs game got postponed you could see it man they were knackered like the the that second game versus Liverpool th- that second game versus Liverpool when I saw that team come out you're like okay that's a pretty strong team it's the team that we can put out but the performance of of that they just looked tired after like minute twenty and I think. Oh, because they're so young, you know, physically they're not maybe as developed as as some senior players. And I think it just got the best of them. And towards the end, they, they were just really just barely making it. So uh, some people said it would have been beneficial to play Spurs. Seeing the way they performed in that Liverpool game, how knackered they look, I just, I think it was for the best to be completely honest. So I think just the nine days off, they had training they had time to to bond and glue you know they went for vacation essentially and they did a camp away from everything and they didn't have to deal with like the media and everybody just surrounding them and melting everything down so sometimes in life it's good to take a step away so it it was pretty good for them to leave the country warm weather relax train glue and just get their fitness level back up so sometimes That's that's all you really need is just a little time off you, you might not even realize you're that tired where you're, you're in the middle of the shit. But then when you take a step back and you take an, a, you know, a day or two off, you're like, Oh Jesus Christ, I feel so much better. So I think ultimately that paid off.
0: I do think if we were in a European competition, we would have reinforced either stronger in the summer or definitely in January. And I think when the uppers look at this squad, you know, barring, and Ketia, and maybe Lacazette, I mean, you can always put Martinelli or Pepe in that. So we do have positional players that can rotate in. They're just not going to be out and out. But we, you know, I think the commentator, right as the match started, I forget who it was, he made a comment that if Arsenal keep Xhaka and Partey on the field, there aren't going to be a lot of games they lose, right? Right. Um, Jesus Christ.
1: I know I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm looking at Jesus my keys. Sorry, so Look, there. do you want me to get, to, to, to start getting, you know, gaining weight again? I mean, I have to, you know,
0: I have That's to do okay. okay. The last part I want to say is like, ultimately, you know, for as much as we peppered the goal for 65 solid minutes, the game started to then open up. And I think at that point we took two goals out of nothing, right? Brentford got a little bit more comfortable. We had obviously realized like, Hey, we can get them on the counter attack. And ultimately the pushing forward and the counters were just phenomenal. And both goals were insane. Um, I think Smith row more than soccer. Cause that just came like, that was just unbelievable. He took three players and just turned them and somehow scored a goal. But this is just such an exciting team. And I think we have like, you know, we always say it like Arsenal need two or three players. I think we need one player to f- finish this puzzle. Like if all players are healthy, right. Cause they almost were like, if you look at that starting eleven, aside from Cedric and Tommy Osby, like you can almost say like Smithrow and Martinelli could trade in that position, right? You could switch any of them in there, and you're fine. So that eleven, aside from Lacazette, like we've got one missing puzzle piece, and it's going to be a fucking good side.
1: I think we've got two, um, but for the time being, as long as he stays, uh, you know, under control than this one. Uh well I you know be I agree. Fine I'm for the rest that. of the season yeah
0: I'm not saying that he should you know he's a great but listen, we're not changing any manager's opinion. The guy just fucking walks into the starting eleven. So until a better player comes in and forces his hand, it's still not a bad well yeah and, 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 he was, and he with was the great. January window
1: closed, with who we have, I would much rather see him and Partey in there and just kind of the last 90 minutes of the game will be squeaky bum time as as far as a red card or a a penalty or something is concerned. But, um, but yeah, I mean, ESR, the the beauty of him is we talk about how, you know, when Gabby Martinelli comes off the bench, maybe he's, he's not necessarily as strong as, as when he starts, Um, you know, same with Pepe. Like you have to figure out whether you grow into the game or you don't ESR, you just stick him out there any minute, any game, minute one, Minute sixty, minute eighty, and the guy is transformational. I mean, he, he is to me. A lot of people say Gabriel, and and when you look at our our defensive record, it's hard to argue against that. Some people say Ramsdale, and I love Ramsdale, but ESR is the is the player of the season for me. Th- to this point, he is he changes games, and 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 you could the nice thing is you could say that about Odegaard. Although there are some games he seems to kind of take off, there've been very few games from ESR that he's looked subpar and you could say it was earlier in his run of starting every single game and and maybe when he got a little bit tired or jaded but i mean that guy is going to be playing for england in 18 months or 20 months or whatever it is i can't wait for that uh, it's going to be a different looking England side with arsenal players in there and that's what we thought we saw with the english core Five or six years ago, or it was the British core because it included Ramsey. Ramsey but, yeah. But the English part of that, we we, we thought it was going to be transformational, and 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 you know now one of them is playing for a um, for our house in the middle of the street.
0: But, I know. I'm like, I don't know if this is the case, right? But I was at a Super Bowl party. My neighbors were from Brazil, and I was debating their 12 year old son on who was better, Neymar or Sala, right? And obviously they're Brazilian, so they're like Neymar's better. And the dad was like, absolutely not happening. Like you take Mo over anyone. And I said to him, I'm like, is Neymar that big in in Brazil? And we start having this conversation. He says, Do you know who's actually growing in stature? And he's like, and I he's like, I think it's designed by corporation. But he's like, Martinelli's Martinelli. stock is rising pretty quick. And I was like, well, you know. He's had a lot of injuries and the last couple months he's been slowly working his way in. And you know, he's like, you know, I he's like, I think it's because they know like if he stays on this track and he stays healthy, he and I'm like, he won't be at Arsenal longer than a few more seasons if he continues on this trajectory. Cause you well, know well, it depends on Arsenal's trajectory as well. I mean Yeah, know, but ultimately like a Brazilian of that stature will goes go to go, Real Madrid. Yeah, we'll always go to Real or Barça or somewhere, right? And and shit, you it's going to be very hard for us if, like, I could not see Saka and Martinelli being at Arsenal five years from now if they continue on the path they're on, and we continue on the path we're on. If Arsenal so, is the okay, Arsenal
1: so a- of the last five years, then I would, I would 100% right. agree with you. And frankly, I would, I would think that that would end up being our Liverpoolish, like, okay. We're, we're not good enough to keep these players. That sucks, but we're going to get hundreds of millions of pounds. And if we spend it right like Liverpool did, then then maybe we'll, we'll get back there. But that's like one more reload from the reloads that we've already been on. And I don't want to have that. I feel like this is the reload. This is the moment. This is our night. Tonight is our night. You know, let the spirit take over, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Um, is Martinelli is is a is a stud, and he can't even get into the Arsenal side. How good are we?
2: It's, uh, that was champagne. He's popping the bottle, celebrating Saka's new contract extension. It's fucking super- um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as uh, having the, these type of players, these superstars in the club, I look like you know the the rumor is Saka he's up for an extension. Uh, you know, there's there's always the stories of like oh Liverpool's keeping tab, waka waka waka. I, I personally, I think we, we're good 100% for one more contract extension for Saka. And I think our headaches are coming down three, four years down the line, depending on where the club is. But I, I'll say this, and, you know, famous last words, um, everything is indicating that the club is moving in a smarter, more efficient way. And the players that they have seem to be gelling very well. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm more optimistic than I was maybe – two years ago when martinelli was coming up and saying oh this guy's gonna leave for for barcelona any any minute now i'm way more optimistic of him sitting around maybe extending his contract again uh so smith rowe seemingly wants to stay at the club forever and so if he does that holy shit i honestly i can't remember the last one club player so that would be absolutely insane but uh, we got a great core they're they're all approaching their prime they're not even in their prime which is amazing if you stop and think about it because a defender to be that good you know we're talking about Gabriel what is he 22 23 you know no, normally like peak for a defender is like 28 right we we saw Virgil van Dyke for the most part um and I'm I'm not drawing comparisons and saying you know they're the same level because Gabriel is obviously better than Virgil van Dyke. Uh, I, <laughs> I said it <laughs> but um he he's not.
1: He, he's yeah. not one third of, of of as good though, which is yeah. What the no, no, price no, 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 no. Um,
2: but no, but you know, obviously, you know, he took took him time to develop, right? He played Celtic in in his twenties. He played Southampton, and then not until he was like later on in his career is when he made the move and made the big jump in quality. So, um, you know, it's exciting to say the okay. very least. So, I'm not going to go the cliche, be excited route here, but I'm optimistic, as I as I always am. And I'm looking forward to see how the club is going to move. So I'm, I'm one of the, the minority, it seems at least from my timeline, that was okay with the decision of the club saying, Hey, you know, if we can't bring in a specific player that we want, we don't want to commit on, yeah. on bringing in somebody So Russia, like, and then the rumor came out that maybe Isaac was the main guy they want, but they're like 75
1: mil. No way. I'm fully okay with that. And so, well um, and, I, and I agree with I agree with Andy uh-huh. that if it wasn't for our our spaced out schedule over the next four months, where we have like fifteen games in sixteen weeks or something like that or or did, i uh, I think they might have acted differently, but in this case, they said we'll we'll take the chance on injury, but what we're not going to have is tired players
0: absolutely. And there's a huge difference there, too, right? and And I think that we've got such a young core, like, You know, I forget one of the famous, like, one of the bigger managers, I think it may have have even been Klopp, where he made a comment on a player, like, he doesn't know the difference between being injured and hurt, right? And when you have young players like this, like, you can manage that, but ultimately, um, we do have such a great squad, and I agree, like, I don't think taking a punt on a player because we're desperate is the right way to go, like... We're in great position right now, and only Arsenal can beat Arsenal at this point. Like, if we play the best we can play, we're going to drop points. But I don't see this team dropping those points. Like Wolves, for example, we know they're coming up Thursday. They're a good squad. We played them a couple of weeks ago. Arsenal of a of a year ago would have lost that match. Like we we dug deep and we found something, and so I, I'm really confident that we can nab a European place. I'm not going to say Champions League, but I mean it's in our grasp, right? But ultimately, Mike, for me, looking at this match, it, it it was a great win. It did nothing really fell our direction, and we still walked away with it. There's some drama because there has to be, and I just want to give my two cents on Xhaka. Um, I don't understand, and I'm off Twitter, right? So I never went on there to see, but obviously from the from the text groups we're in, you could see like there were people on Twitter that were really angry aren't these the same people two years ago who didn't want Jaka to ever wear the armband again, and now they're upset because he's not taking the armband? And, like, uh, you know, ultimately, the way I looked at it watching the match was he didn't want to deal with that shit while things were happening around him. So I actually give him more praise for being like, no, my head right now is on who's defending who, and we're, we're, we're talking that. Fuck the armband. And also... If Ellie and Ketia is sitting in the room and I made this joke in the text message, but it's true. The fucker had two jobs. The first one was know who your fucking captains are, and second is to score goals. And you're failing at both. You're okay, so both.
1: all right, so so you who climb all over me for conspiracy theories have just automatically assumed that Niketia fucked up and didn't know what he was supposed to be doing, he which in and of itself pay is pay attention. A conspiracy. Okay? okay. Now now in private, you've cracked down on me for my Jaka take but I would like you in front of the world to explain to me what my Jaka take actually is because I'm not sure. Maybe by now you do, but I'm not sure you understood it.
0: I Look, I don't know. You, I, you I, don't like I his face. You're like, I You're 180, because I thought, ooh, Mike with his big numbers, right? All I know is that if Jacques is involved in anything positive or negative, Mike has to think there's a conspiracy theory behind it. That's why Owen and I were going down the whole... Uh, uh, illuminati route so but, that's but did you know, I, know what
1: my point was though no, like, i knew like, what
0: the point was but you were still trying to create drama face. I, I,
1: I mean yes i created all the drama that's been going out on, on twitter because i am the ultimate influencer the,
2: the fan base uh, would love Shaka, if not for mike that's I'm, all i know
1: i am the king of the gates uh because Shaka gate 22 this time um yeah i mean and 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 by the way you can tell how long it's been since
0: i liked Shaka by this. (laughs) I think I had that same kit. You know, Slough brings up a good point. It's all about, right, just let me read this. It wasn't about not taking it. It's about not passing it on. He made it look like he didn't want it and because of his history it was inevitable the narrative would ensue and I agree. If it was any other player more than likely this isn't a story, right? But, what I don't understand is Xhaka has had the armband this season. Like, he's legitimately been captain multiple matches this season or a co-captain. So, there had like the narrative always has to be negative around the dude, and that's well, what I just don't understand.
1: And and here's I, I, my thing because my I'm sorry, Mike. Um, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. My initial reaction, which I tweeted when it happened, like I was watching the game on my phone in Harrisonburg, and chained like took it off my phone to tweet about it, which is if he just declined the armband, I've actually gained respect for him. So that's my take. That my ultimate take is that if that is what happened, and it, and 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 the narrative has been flipped on its head by the reporting, uh, by Kaya kayak Kynak, and others, about what exactly happened and the logistical elements of it, but if he if it was that, I gained respect for him because basically, I think he would, I took it as. I acknowledge that I'm not seen as a desirable captain for this team, and I don't want to inflame the situation further. I was shocked by how many people, and I was listening to Sophie earlier today on the Highbury squad, uh, very perfectly kind of saying, I I overreacted and now I I, I kind of retract that. Because in the moment, I think she was upset that, you know, what kind of a leader is this guy if he won't take the, the armband? I looked at it the complete opposite way, which is, in the context, I don't think that he should have the armband. But let's talk about a few things because you mentioned, yeah, he's been captain a couple times this season. The leadership group of the three—we know who they are: Lacazette, Jaka, Holding—pretty much in that order were talked about in the context of here's who we have after Aubameyang stripped the the captaincy. Could I find a quote online that said that he that those would be the three captains? No. So he in didn't a group, play. wasn't it?
0: It can was he, it can, was can, can can kind of a
1: group. Yeah, it, well, it was the leadership group. Yeah, we have our leadership group. Here are the three people. And the evidence ever since then was that if Lacazette wasn't playing, it was Xhaka. If Jaka wasn't playing, it was holding. And we saw mid-game transfers of the of the arm bar, as Mike likes to call it. Um, uh, we saw you know game transfers that 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 pretty much supported that hierarchy. Tierney has had the armband, but I don't think it was ever when either any of those three people or Aubameyang was on the pitch this season. I, th- well, I think he might have gotten an elite league in, in a game that I mean
0: and and I'll have to do the research on that. So also Mike, look at the time that group was formed, wasn't Tierney out long-term injury as well? My watch
1: thinks that we're talking about um no, I don't think so. Tierney came back shortly after the Watford game and Abba didn't lose the arm the arm bar until uh until December, so um so yeah no I don't I don't think that that's the case I think Tier- I think people were wanting to see Tierney get it after obamiang was stripped and were disappointed that it was the kind of three oldest players on the team that got it instead. So if Tierney was vice captain for the game, and if he was in line to take the armband when Lacazette was inevitably subbed off, that in and of itself is an interesting thing to discuss and what that means for the future of the captaincy at Arsenal. But the Jaka controversy part, whether, whether he didn't want to take it to Tierney as a, as a, you know, as a intermediary because Niketia wasn't supposed to cross from being the nine to going back to the left back or, or not. Uh, to me, all I was saying was that if Xhaka declined the armband in the moment, and and said you know give it to tyranny if that's what ended up happening i would gain respect for 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 Jaka. not i wouldn't start liking him but for this one show only i'm i'm uh i'm showing my support of him
0: well and i'd just like to say before hers jumps in is i want to go back to my original point there is one person to blame here and it is the player who doesn't score goals and doesn't pay attention in the pre-match meeting to know who the order of captains are, and that's Eddie and Ketia, Okay, if we're gonna go out and we're gonna put the blame on one person's shoulders, it is Eddie's. And as uh, you know, Tom Canton has said numerous times for numerous years, Eddie is not good enough to play for Arsenal, and this is probably the reason why.
2: <laughs> I was should, I wasted all my time. you should doing this write down the analysis. names in the order. I'm almost arm, certain
0: arm that I can find brain. a text from Tom Canton saying, and Katie is not good enough for Arsenal.
1: Oh, we have it. I think it was That's on Twitter. not. I mean,
2: literally, just look up the Gunnar Talk and Eddie and Ketty. And I'm pretty sure there's maybe a few, a few of those uh tweets coming from come good old Tom. So um Katie is awful. Okay. So uh I disagree with Tom. I think there's absolutely a lot of things going on. with The cat is great.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: I'm just playing <laughs> around. No, um, here, here's my my simple logic behind here. Look, I I, I understand what Sophie is saying. Yeah, Shaka could have received the you know the the armband, and, and now I got armbar in my head, Mikey. Thanks to you, and I'm struggling. So You're I just get the arm armband from from Eddie and walk him oh. over himself to Tierney, but. Look, I, I have zero reason to question, and this is going to make you chuckle, Mikey, because I know he lost his head with the fans. To look at Shaka at any way less as uh, not respect, not respecting the club and his teammates. He is he's always performed well. He's always honed everybody's respect in the locker room, the manager's respect. So, I I did not look at this for one second and thought, oh, this is like petulant, like he just didn't want to. And he was acting up what I, what I honestly think happened. We just spoke about the nine day retreat when they were just warm weather, just chilling, relaxing and had an opportunity to regroup when they were over there. Alba Miang didn't travel. It was clear that he was leaving. And I think that the, the leader group kind of, you know, got, got together again, maybe, you know, Alba's out of it now. They had to make a decision moving forward. I think the decision of who's, who might be captain, for next season is already kind of in play amongst the squad. So as you know, Andy mentioned, Shaka has been captain this season before. What I'm curious to see is if we're going to see Shaka be captain again for the season. So I think this is future casting where I think Shaka himself knows this time at the club is, is coming to an end. And I think he might've relayed that message to his own teammates and said, Hey, so moving forward, Hey, it could be, but... All
0: three of us have separate conspiracy theories. But could you imagine, just for a second, the outcry if Jaka did take the armband and instead of putting it on, ran it across the field to another player? People would have been like, why wouldn't he have wanted it? That yeah, would've he, would've he, 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 I would have loved, loved that, that especially if he kneeled down and right? put it
1: on him, like like when you see the guy kneel down and
0: like and shine the guy's shoe after a goal. And then only in Jocka's world would like the the ball would have been thrown in. He would have been out of position. They would have scored a goal, and then it's on him as well. Yeah, that that would have been again. Definitely it relates Jaka. back to one person, and Soph and I are in, in complete agreement. Eddie can't pass an armband with a GPS system, <laughs> and he can't find a goal with a map and a compass. All he is right now is a drain on both our lives and personally Jocker's lives.
1: What he should have done was he should have tried to head <laughs> the armband to Jocker. Because then it would have gone to Tierney. <laughs> I would
0: have missed it. That's true. He should have just—he should have just tried to kick it to Jaka and it would have made its way to Tierney. You're, you're <laughs> to like, <laughs> like the, when the ball goes out to the like it doesn't yeah. even go out to a corner; it goes out the yeah. side.
1: That's what uh, he should it, have done. Real quick,
2: count of three, just because I'm seeing it in the chat, and like it's count of three. Who's your next captain that you want next season? Okay, we all know Laka's leaving, right? One, two, three. Udegaard. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no i want i want Tierney. uh i know this a, t- there's, okay. a, there's a strong nah, shot for the gabriel
2: oh you're going with a goalie okay
1: well the, do you know who he is i mean you know he, you know he's a the power-hungry life, ex-goalie himself The, old, the whole you can't life, even stop three shots never from be the...
0: a captain is so you, stupid because you got the tom's back on the, deal, by the way. Khan, neuer the short Barthez, uh, Who else? Um, there's a shit ton. of... Casillas was like Real Madrid's fucking captain for 15 years. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The, the can- only
1: thing that, about the goalie being captain is the whole thing about you know you, how easy is it to talk to the referee, but you can have a, like a you can have a tyranny be that
0: guy. Oh, totally. And if it's that serious, you can make the trip down the pitch, right? You could like if it's really especially that- if you're winning and you're trying you're trying to time waste legally.
1: He has yeah. to come down to the opposite corner flag to talk to the referee about just the smallest little
0: decision. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move it on because we you know we're trying to keep this to a tight hour. Um, you know it's clear that there's a lot of Arteta and Edu in and out, and it's also clear to me that they have totally fucked Arsenal by selling Aubameyang for nothing when he went on to score a hat trick in a league that doesn't matter in the world because there's two good teams and they're not really that good anymore. And uh what, what do we call it? What's the equip? hey Mike, you're here. Uh what's farmers in Spanish? I can't even um I can't <laughs> even think
2: of the word you caught me on. Uh farmers. El, I don't farm know. <laughs> El <laughs> farmer. El farmer. Uh listen, Spain is a feeder league. Um yeah, exactly there's no talent there. The league has been a feeder league for several years. I'm doing this because I know an anti anti and drive's uh tom crazy um athletic Atleti- athletic madrid and atletico bilbao are playing over the weekend and nobody
1: Atle- knows At- At- atletico bilbao hey yeah,
0: guys, Atleti hold bilbao. on a second i just thought of something genius
1: and then Uh-oh. i got and then i got something for you that is Let's actually just scary just
0: mail the captain's armband to whatever new striker we want and say hey come to arsenal you're our captain
1: that hasn't worked in the in the past. Wouldn't that we, be we usually give it to people next to in line st- to be sold to. We yeah, we usually give it to people to convince them to leave uh not to come to, to Arsenal. But uh before we get on that might the help other in thing, our
0: that might help in our like come to us for one or two seasons and then you'll get sold off. <laughs> so
1: on the I just I, I want to bring it back to the beginning of the pod because you in a very emotional moment if you came in late and 16 of you did, um yeah, no, I, I planned it like that. I knew you were gonna my Mike, Mike Hernandez. Um Andy had a very touching story about uh, how how much he enjoys watching the Arsenal with his with his five year old son, soon to be five. Soon to be five, and uh, and so I brought back uh, a little something and uh, my boy right here who's now eighteen. Look how much taller than me he is.
0: Well, you're sitting down, aren't well?
1: No, I'm not sitting down. But um,
0: <laughs>
2: there's the striker solution right there. He hey, he uh, is a striker. Jake. Just
0: came back from uh, on, uh, congratulations on your college admission. Thank you, I
2: appreciate it.
1: And uh, yeah, he just got back from uh, from tryouts for uh, for the for the high school varsity team, which he played on last year. So, I mean, you're pretty much gonna. I mean, you're the
0: Belanda high school at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm guaranteed. I, I yeah. Show up today. I'm yeah. Sure. Hey, just whatever you do, think to yourself: if Anketi is going to do this, I shouldn't do it, and then yeah. you're going to be the world's best player. Yeah.
2: Just memorize who the
1: captains are. Yeah. So, listen, so did, did you hear his voice just now? Do you remember Andy when we did the first first f- few episodes? I think this was our fourth episode ever and uh we couldn't find a guest because we didn't know anybody yet. Um and so we we used to do these picks and we had Jake do picks for me. After which you were like, "If we want to be taken seriously as a podcast, we need to stop inviting our family members." Oh,
0: right. And that was when you're like, "Hey, Soph could do it." And I'm like, "We cannot invite our wives to do this." I said, "Steph, that's I'm not married oh, to sorry, Soph. Sorry, I know it yeah. may seem
1: like it, but she's not interested in my kind, and uh, and we have a we have a very platonic relationship." Like but Jewish people. But, but here, all right. Here's the voice from five years ago filling our guest spot today. Someone who uh, is near and dear to my heart. Uh, he is my son, who is a lifetime gooner. His name is Jake, and he is joining the podcast for picks this week. Jake?
0: Yep. Thank you very much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
1: Now, do you now, mean having you, mean you, on you on the pod, on the or, the for or for having you like having as a kid, like as a in, the kid in the first place?
0: Um, well, both. both but, but In this but case, in this on the pod. Okay, perfect. Mike, your balls um, have dropped. We are going go to go to the, the Arsenal and Southampton, Southampton match. I'm going 4 0 Arsenal. Confidence is buzzing. I think that the crowd's going to be right behind the team signing. We should have a fully healthy team. We should have we should have a great, we should
1: have some great, depth, have some on great depth on the bench. On the I'm bench, bench. So, I'm so I'm going four-nil Arsenal. For Arsenal. Uh, uh, I'm picking. I'm f- picking. All right, that was it. It was supposed to be much more of him, but uh, and I don't know why it was. Is there were like two audio tracks on
0: there? But Andy,
2: Andy's a Mike hog. He was up. He was trying to take the the time and of glory of Jake. Well,
0: I, listen, Mike, your balls have dropped since that episode, and they good have. for you. They have. What are,
2: What know. are you like a year or two younger than Tom Canton? There they're about right he's talking to you um i don't
0: know how old, old
2: he's he's 19. <laughs> what? he's a fetus
1: yeah he's he, he you were a fetus bad. when he was born um so yeah anyway i just wanted to bring on my son because uh this is this is my arsenal partner right here we love the team uh he wears this to tryouts because he's proud and yeah. uh and and uh what 14 years you'll have this this is not the same one it's my oh, other yeah. son
0: <laughs> not this one <laughs>
1: yeah all right, but hey, Go good luck.
0: Um, <laughs> lovely. Can't good luck with Mike as your dad.
1: Twenty-seven. That's bullshit. I don't know. He was eighteen when we met. People keep asking He's
0: why Mike's. Uh, 26. Echoing, it's He's twenty-six because Jake 20, opened the door to their, uh, and Mike's house is a mansion, so the halls echo. So, because Jake opened the doors, it's just you're going to hear a lot of echo. Uh, God, he has gotten big, hasn't he? Who Tom? Tom or Jake? How how many people, Mike? Have we? That's
1: met? No, by the way. Th- those aren't his knees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that your head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was doing a childbirth. I was up there. Um How many people have we met from starting this podcast who slummed on our couches?
1: Who have been on? Okay, you had Anton, well, we, we, I had Ola. I've had Ola numerous times. I've had. Owen? numerous times and I had Owen I don't think I've had any other people oh no I've I've had um well I've had Rosenhammer but I already knew him um I had the Arsenal DJ slept on my couch twice last uh, on my last trip Peter who who uh is the superstar and played uh played you know the soccer and Emma Smith Rose song at the end of the game the other day Fell asleep on my couch twice. Well, he didn't fall asleep. He lives far from the Emirates, and and my my flat seemed to be a better location than going home for the night at three o'clock in the morning. Um, I think that. Oh no, Steve, Big Steve, uh, Big Steve Warrington, who uh, who woke when I woke up at noon the next day. He was walking
0: around my flat in Highbury without his shirt on. Um, uh, so See, yeah, we're 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 a we're a part of the people. You would never ever would canton invite us back to his house to share a couch with georgia it just wouldn't happen
1: i don't know i've got that planned for the big wedding that's I, what I, the ten thousand dollar patreon gets you I, yeah. i'm inten- i'm intentionally not <laughs> a making a hotel reservation if you know what i'm talking about for uh for, for the no, wedding Mike, of the please expand
0: on that i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> okay back to obamian playing in the el farmero league um Listen, you know, a friend sent me the, the, the shot of his like hat trick. And I just said, that's great for him. Um, I, I wish him no ill will. He was a great player for us. He's a cunt of a, of a, of a player when it comes to actually being a teammate, it appears. Cause you know, he's done it at every club and eventually he'll do it at Barcelona. Um, but ultimately like, Hey, good, good luck to him. Right. I mean, that's three hundred thousand off of our wage bill. We could probably find two or three players that will actually care about the club. And you know, it is what it is. He's not going to score a hat trick every match. Well, and and I mean,
1: is there a special
0: kind of hat trick for when thirty three percent of the goals go off your anus? If Tom is quoting uh, Arrested Development, I have he has gone up even further in my book with this quote. I think he's quoting uh, Georgia right now. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> And if she's quoting Arrested Development.
1: Oh, she couldn't go up any further in my book to begin with. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. This is going to happen at the wedding, by the way. Oh, Jesus.
2: Are you breakdancing? This this is, uh, chat room, this is where you know the the podcast is getting ready to end, but the guys don't know how to end it. So just random shit's going to be popping up on the screen. And I'm I'm
1: glad that they invited a plus one because I am 100% going with this one. So uh, if you know, if you know,
2: you know. Um, I think I'm going to put him on the list of a lot of players that might potentially end up leaving. Like Granite Shaka, I know he he divides opinions whether some people rate him, some people don't. I think it's fair to say that he's valuable to the team right now, based on the players that we have. But Granite Shaka is a an example of a player that is going to if he ends up in like Italy. He will probably truly shine. Damn you, Andy! You are driving me crazy. So, I think Obamian got a few more goals in him, and I think uh, you know he lost some pace. But he's still pretty good to play in La Liga, which is slightly slower. All right. Andy, go ahead play the music. You're driving me crazy.
1: <laughs> I will play it whenever you talk. I just yeah, think that, it's a that's great your background. Th- You can actually upload music to uh to uh, StreamYard now. Yeah, so that's too much work. We'll have to work on that for next time. Oh don't? no, Andy,
2: they're going to demonetize this. Oh no. Oh, the
1: the Obama-Yang thing. When's the last time we monetized a pod? <laughs> um I'm like, I'm like if people have to sit through a 10-second advertisement for uh, before listening to us, they're just not they're just going to turn it off. So. <laughs> um so Abameang like the backlash about him scoring three goals, two and a half goals, uh, yesterday. I mean, I don't know that that many people, maybe there's some, but that many people said that he was, that he had absolutely nothing left in the tank as a footballer and would never have another good game in the rest of his life, especially playing for a, a team like, like, uh, Barcelona. I personally didn't think so. I thought maybe, you know, like his mentality at, his level of interest, which goes to his play runs out after two or three seasons, as we've seen before. And that it wasn't, you know, that he wasn't due to have a rebound at Arsenal for whatever reason. And I put it on him. He was done here. He checked out. So his play was affected. His discipline was affected. I think it was the right move to just cut ties with him. And, you know, but do I, did I think that every time Mm -hmm. he played for Barcelona, he was going to, you know, kick the ball backwards into his own net? No. I mean, the guy's got talent. And when you put the talent and the interest and playing on a good team together and playing in a farmer's league, you're going to score goals off your ass.
0: Um, I just want to, yeah, I, I agree. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Mark Ainge. I'm assuming this is the same Mark. If not, it's going to be a very, very weird coincidence, but Mark is the reason essentially while I'm a Gooner um, extended family of mine, got me into Arsenal and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, he lives over in Spain. If this is the same Mark, I would assume it is. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, I agree with you, Mike. Like he's not to You know, he was never going to do anything. He, he, he tried, right. Even the last couple matches where he was on the fence, like he put himself into position, but I think he was mentally just gone because there were, there were games where he could have just bagged the sitter and, and I think there was just too much in the locker room and everything else happening you know, you wish him well, and, and you want to see him scoring goals, right? But he wasn't our captain anymore, and that's okay, right? We, we're we're going to get better players in.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm seeing people though on on Twitter and Facebook that are, um, aka the places that that Andy will not go anymore.
2: The real are, people
1: that are just <laughs> slamming Arteta now for letting Aubameyang go. I, I mean, it's it's just so ridiculous. The, the
2: it's more about and, than lying in wait on.
1: for. three, yeah, lying in wait for three goalless games from Aubameyang until he scores yeah. a goal. It, and my God, he, got, the manager. he gets three against Valencia, which is essentially the same level as Sunderland, uh, who Eddie got a, a hat trick uh, against. So, yeah, big deal. I mean, if, if he if he doesn't score in the next game, then am I going to go talk about how he's only scored three goals in, in his entire career in Spain ever?
0: No, I'm not.
1: Yeah, Because I'm better than that and you know it.
0: These are the same people that are angry because Jacca didn't take the arm bang because it was Tyranny's turn, right? It's the lead gunners of the world who are just see you next Tuesdays. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, still waiting uh, for the money
1: back from that shirt, by the way. So we've got, uh, we've got two podcasts going here. We've got the Gooners podcast, and then we have uh sophie and tom who are who are basically talking about his uh his wedding now at this point so um, i also
0: would like to say uh there is raise your hand
1: if you were invited to the wedding by the way
0: i'll also like to say that there is someone in this like or basically someone made a joke that uh, they the only person in this group chat that doesn't have a podcast and there is one guy in there um danny the gfp who we asked to come on today as a guest and not only did he slap us in the face by saying no, he didn't even answer Mike. He literally read the text messages and just. Well, he answered. In,
1: he answered in here uh, with some lame. Ass, I just saw your text here. Bullshit. Yeah, and it's,
2: uh, it's there. It's somewhere. He answered something about just waking up and eating meat.
1: When oh no, two. he said. He said not that, in that but, order. Uh, but but Andy, the conspiracy theorist, is uh, thinks that that he, uh, he 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 full well saw it. And,
0: and decided not to. I Okay. I'd have said yes. I was listening to Rogan and cooking. Don't bring up Rogan around Tom Canton. I don't have notifications on, but either way, you two are both mindless twats and I love hers more than all three of you.
1: Well, that makes sense.
0: I choose
2: to believe that's true. And that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> I made the last part up, but I
0: also nope. know it's true. No, nope,
2: don't want to hear it. Um, um... Before we, I know you you wanted to keep you know within an hour and now all Annie, so I, I just had a curiosity, I, I know Mikey said you guys haven't discussed the new um, I guess raising the bar in the whole top four, mm-hmm. you know, not making that as a failure now. on, you know, Henri came out and said that a few fans have been saying that for a few weeks, and now, um, there's another ex Arsenal player that skipped in my mind, um, that also kind of chimed in and just backing what Henri said just curious curious with you guys like Andy where are you on that like i think it's fair to say that the majority of the fan base didn't see us as a top 4 team going into the season after the transfer window we you know we discussed this before where it was like a total meltdown who the hell has been white too much money in ramsdale i've ne- you know like a hero who the hell is he from the mid table mm-hmm. yada 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 so on and so forth now we mm-hmm. found ourselves in a situation where Look, I hate these stats like 53 or 55 percent, and I I freaking hate stats like that. So I'm not gonna piggyback on that. But you know, simple maths here is we win games we're in. We, you know the 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 futures are it's in our hands. So, but where are you on the whole idea of now it's seen as we went from a mid-table team hell at the beginning of the season. Oh my God, we're gonna get relegated. Two. Yeah. if we don't finish fourth where we failed like where
0: do you stand at, on that fair not fair fair game right now guys let's eight, talk about
1: something important is this what we're having at the wedding
0: i fucking hope so because that's my favorite oh my I'm god not, I'm, I'm i'm not invited to, to said wedding so this is
2: really hurting my feelings guys and uh, you guys are no longer invited for the taco truck next weekend <laughs> there
1: we're not invited to the birth of your next 13 children.
0: <laughs> That's what I thought he was going to say. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, You're not invited to the next birth of my child, which will take I'm place. I'm not in the live house.
2: streaming anymore for you people, which will um, take
0: place one month after the birth of my last child. <laughs> I, I think right now, Mike, to answer your question, we are. Like, if you look at the table, it's hard to say this because we are the top 14, but we're a top 14 because we. If we win out our matches and they're, they're matches that we can pick up points, we are a top four team, and it's in our grasp. So, yes, I think we have to take it. Like, this is a great opportunity. The teams around us are losing points. West Ham are here to stay, it seems like. I don't but, think so. But them – I think their up. descent is beginning. Yeah, United, even Chelsea, they're all dropping points. And, like, you know, dare to say it. Like I said before you joined the the the, the, the pod – You know, if we win out, we're going to be fucking close to Chelsea, which is third, right? So it's like, if we win out, we're getting third. So, well, Gold row. right, but we are there. And so we have to take it. And I will say this if this team somehow can finish in the Champions League, that they're fucking young, they will turn ruthless because they're going to have that ability to then go that next level and the bar should be raised. So I really, truly believe that if we can get top four, we can do a fucking damage because, you know, and I like you mentioned all those players before, Edu and Arteta have not failed us on signings and all of the people that are leaving for free aren't on them. That's not on this this senior leadership team, right, that they're getting rid of all the dead weight from fucking years ago. And so they're trying to build something. It's totally within our grasp and we have to take it. But I tell you this, if you can give this team top four and they get in the Champions League and we pepper in some other players this is going to be a fun team to watch and I'm not saying we're going to win the Champions League but we got to be there right we have to be into a shout like top four isn't a trophy right now it is for us that's all we got if we get into the top four
1: this season I would say that the plan that the Cronkies and the Adu and Arteta have have set in motion the, the latest one uh will be one year ahead of schedule which suits us even better because our you know I've been running the spreadsheets on our finances and our, our payroll next year Pre, you know, giving the, the pay bump to Sokka and Emil Smith row, that's probably coming um, pre uh, summer window. I mean, we got a lot of room to, to add quality. And, and, and that's all we need is to add a, a handful of quality people. We don't need an entire squad makeover anymore, I don't think. So, am I the only
0: person that thinks? Yes. And I, it's probably the answer is yes. Am I the only person that thinks the Rams winning the Super Bowl is good for Arsenal? Not in financial sense, because I understand that doesn't mean shit. How unconfirmed. If, if you're an ownership group and you're about to win, like you're winning the Super Bowl and you're down on the field and you, you're like, who was it that-, that said that on Twitter? recently? Like, right? Was it you, Mike? So, someone was. Like, yeah, someone was like, I said <laughs> it
2: was going straight to the war chest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but like the euphoria of just winning. And then like, you know, you look at what Cronkie sports are doing, right? Like Mike, I, I, it's the hardest cup to win in sports. Like, we get that, right? But you look at what they're doing right now in Colorado, who, you know, bar today, like are just tearing teams apart. And it's like, you almost want to say that like them winning the Super Bowl, like the Cronkies have to look at this and be like, we want more of this, Right. Like, I, 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 yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, there's there's probably something to that, but but I mean, it's just it's a different it's a different sport. I they they might want it more. I, but in none of the other sports do you actually have to increase your spending. You just have. To, I mean, it's like it's a zero sum game almost. Rosters and teams. And don't and, think
0: about spending. Just the the euphoria of being like we like. Oh well, it sure. We I, I, it.
1: I'm I'm sure the you know someone at Wigan feels the same way if they you know if they won a game of darts the euphoria of winning would make them want to win promotion and you know I, I I know I get I get what you're saying but I I I don't know that it translates to spending and ultimately most people think in the terms of oh well maybe they'll spend more now a lot of people are saying maybe they'll spend their Super Bowl money on on Arsenal which there is no Super Bowl money that that they got for winning it uh you know that that argument is is ridiculous but you know i guess we'll see and and i don't know that they weren't showing that while very very patient like the window isn't closing the window's closing for the rams and so they made some moves to 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 push them over the edge
0: but the so it just opening
1: backs. for arsenal and i don't think they want to i don't think they want to screw up the 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 process by you know by 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 deviating too far from it. And, and and I think that we saw that to a fault in the January window. That is absolutely true. The Bucs winning – well, I mean but, – but, but
0: look at – like They but spend money on specific example, like Manchester United's wage bill, the players that they've signed, they gave too much credit to Solskjaer for, for fucking helping them over a small hump. If you gave a Pep Guardiola or a Klopp that Manchester United side, they're winning the league.
1: Well, and they, and they, I mean, they but, spend but, money every, I mean, they spend yeah, exactly. over net they're, spend they're a hundred million They're always,
0: ago. they're always searching for the win. All I'm saying is that the, like, if you look at the like holistic approach of what Cronky sports are doing, so i just put it in here, Mark, Arsenal don't want to be the run to that litter because all of their teams right now, except the Nuggets are in championship caliber. And maybe the Nuggets are there or thereabouts, but I'm just saying that like, on the grand scheme of things, like if you look at that, Arteta was just in Denver with the Cronkies. Like, there's obviously some stuff happening. There's a plan in place, and I'm just like, all these people were like, it means nothing financially. I get that, but like the sense of winning, like if you own sports, that movie, that's the Thing, no, not just you. Like everyone was like, oh, they're gonna just pump in 1000000s No, that you're fucking stupid if it's, you think it happens. That's not the way it works. Yeah, and, and the people sport. that talk
1: about how much money you put on the stadium, uh, that it was deviated from from us. I mean, it's no, but. I, it cannot hurt whether it helps or not. I guess we'll find out Uh, and it'll be hard to measure whether it helps or not because we're already trying to do everything that we can to win within a certain construct. And the only way to go outside of that construct is to spend crazy money in a time where we're losing money uh, financially because of COVID and no Europe, Uh, which is, you know, what people have been wanting him to do for a long time is spend 300 million pounds of his own money, bring in Holland and Mbappe
0: Right, uh, and that's just the names. Like, which, okay, so if we spent three hundred million on Mbappe, right, that doesn't make Arsenal a, all of a sudden like world beater because he's just one player. But if you gave me shit, Tommy what cost sixteen million? So it's rounded up to twenty. If you gave them a hundred million, and who his good friends are. Yeah, if you if you find five of those guys for a hundred million, that makes your team better because you got five quality players. So I don't even care about the the spend or who the player is that's coming in. If they're a quality player, whether they're two million or two hundred million, it doesn't matter, right?
1: Well, no. And 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 I'd rather fight I mean, I, I think you just need to sprinkle a couple of those big name players who are almost guaranteed successes, almost, and uh and, and you don't have to do it in eight different positions like like the
0: Real Madrid's and, and Barcelona's of the world. Do you know who I blame for the Rams winning the Super Bowl? And it's gonna catch guard here, but it's in Ketia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because he scored against Bayern in LA that's why it, yeah. it, it 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 somehow translated a last minute goal translated to a last minute win for the rams i mean the, it, it's, the it's la awesome. yeah the the la uh
2: fans got a taste for winning and they <laughs> they motivated the rams into that super bowl super bowl glory i absolutely love that yeah
1: all right so so what we've determined today is that Tom Canton is serving beef well, mini beef Wellingtons at the wedding. Um, that all oh, I'm gonna I'm say is if
0: you don't serve mini beef Wellingtons and you've set this bar for Mike, there is gonna be a meltdown. I and think, I, I
1: think he take. was actually answering a question about like what his favorite like wedding meal or or something, whatever, a years or whatever he was talking about. Um I don't think he was actually saying that that's what he was serving at the wedding but now it is <laughs> he's going to Georgia. I've made a huge mistake. I... <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be beef wellingtons. It is going to be Gordon Ramsay. Um he's going to bring over the beef wellingtons from the Savoy. I feel
0: like Tom is more of a Jamie Oliver guy. I
1: don't know. He loves he, he Tom prefers indigenous um uh, whenever he can. Uh, that that's we're going to have
0: uh we're going to have indigenous at the wedding. Oh, God. Of course, he's going to put some Spanish dish on there. It's going to be the Asensio. Oh, he should
1: like name the dishes after players like like Asensio Ajou. <laughs> uh, who else is he? Oh, um, who's that weird guy from from Salzburg that we didn't end up getting? Oh, Chobaschle. <laughs> That's what you have to do. Look, we're okay. You know what? we're going to save you some money Tom, cuz we're planning the wedding i know you've got the location i feel like it should be planned already but we're going to replan it well, well right he's whatever you've done so Just far cancel hopefully everything. you haven't put like any refi- i mean you can you can do the venue the seating we're planning the theme we're not uh, saying
0: you haven't done a good job but we're not not saying you've done a good job
1: um uh, we're going to we're going to do the the entertainment we're the uh we're going to be the band
0: Oh yeah, I already have a five minute Eagle Eye Cherry medley that I'm going to be singing, regardless if there's a microphone or not.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to do the uh, the uh, Radio soccer song where, where on my deck on
0: uh, with sparklers where I
1: backed into my uh, uh, umbrella and almost almost fell down. Do you think um, we can
0: pay Jaka to do a cameo where he's handing Tom an armband? <laughs> We, we we should do that. Um, or like that's the a real the from Tom and like... I, You're assuming we have.
2: I have a say in this wedding.
1: Oh if, if you oh, you think, do. You if get you think to Tom's the get one planning anything,
2: <laughs> you can help. Tom's the one you in the corner nodding when like Georgia gives him a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, these two people have to be invited.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Georgia. I love beef Wellington. I didn't mention that. Stop playing FIFA for five minutes. <laughs>
1: And this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be how Andy gets ready for the uh, for the web. <laughs>
0: okay. Your foot, dude. Yesterday, I turned our TV on and Chris had paused that. Doctor Pimple Popper, and it was like of a foot, and I was like, "Why is Mike's foot on my television?" That was (laughs) my first thought to myself. (laughs) What is Doctor Pimple Popper? It's that guy or the girl who a doctor who pops pimples. It's disgusting. Oh, dude, I didn't realize that was like binge
2: watch that, and I'm I I just look away.
0: All
1: right. On a serious note, we're gonna we're gonna go out with this. Uh, First of all, it's been a lot of fun potting again uh, with the OG three. I'll see you guys uh,
2: in
0: about five months. Yeah, we should do <laughs> yeah. this more often. But, we need to you know, do it more often. The End of season review it is. Until next time. What? Who was the person that begged for me to come back?
1: Um. Well, Drago was excited about it, and then we didn't see him in the chat. Um,
0: so, but it was Tom. Uh, Tom was no, pretty happy to see I want to say it wasn't Dublin. It was – I don't know. Maybe Matt D'Souza?
1: Yeah, I think it might have been him. Why he, he's so excited to have you back, I have no idea. But uh, please do go to GoonersVCancer.com. We're we're kind of in a lull right now because I've been focusing on my health and not really you, too much on you selfish son of the Twitter thing. and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to prevent cancer and dedication. other things myself. But, uh, but we do still have entries available. We're like somewhere around 30% of the way sold out for this. And we'll keep going until we sell it out. But uh, if you haven't seen this shirt... Or if you haven't donated yet, get your twenty-five dollars in. It's about eighteen quid or so uh, for an entry to win this shirt. Uh, and uh, should we should we cut out with the video and then
0: just be done when we're done? Or oh, the video for the thingy. Yeah, I thought you just meant one of your videos, which I was saying no to. But the video for the video, yeah.
1: Yeah, the video for the video. I, Let's whatever just, that means. All right, right so uh,
0: so Mike, I just want to see you. There was a lot of
2: kind chat uh, comments when I first came in, and I, I, as a guest, I would normally highlight them and respond with the pod and say thank you very much. So uh, a lot of early on good, nice comments when they first saw me. I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, like Dublin Gooner's in there. He's an uh, avid listener of the Not Another Arsenal podcast as well, and he's always showing us some some support, and I wasn't able to highlight anything. So anybody still in the chat when I first come on to the pod? Thank you so much for the love and support. It's always a pleasure. Like it, it subscribe, to have a comment, and,
1: and and do watch it. Uh, you know, like and subscribe our stuff. Like and subscribe, not another Arsenal podcast. It really is. Are all four of you going to be on?
2: Uh, unfortunately, we got one more week without my good friend Chris, so it's just going to be Kelly, Sebby, and myself.
1: Well, I might be available if you want me, <laughs> but if you don't, I won't be hurt. But <laughs> okay. it is, there's a, there's a Andy, what are you doing later focused. on tonight? Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> are you busy? Hey, Mike, what are you? doing? <laughs> it's a very very good podcast with very good chemistry it's good stuff so please watch um, i was
0: i on pooping
1: andy come back soon come up uh, good idea to do a podcast today sometimes uh it's last minute but uh congrats to you for having a, a son who loves arsenal and didn't yeah. go back to the west ham and didn't skip a generation
0: Hey, and, uh, just a quick story. So, like, two weekends ago, my sister, my sister no, like took it. my nephews to to uh, Tottenham, they, Tottenham Brighton, and, and I'm not kidding you. I love one you. Nephew, one nephew loves Tottenham. The other one loves West Ham. The one who loves West Ham stepped in dog shit walking into the stadium, and his dad stopped him and said, remember this moment because – tottenham are dog shit <laughs> it was like saying that to a six-year-old is fantastic <laughs> like yeah. but oh. why was there dog shit at that stadium like while you're walking in it doesn't make sense
1: you uh you have to learn the hard way sometimes and uh and and this is the ultimate lesson that tottenham get bat-a everywhere they go
0: hmm. you can right, so... trying to find the video right now yeah hit the like button subscribe um, and
1: go to, to like GoosebeeCancer.com and win this. Come on, you goodness.